Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Our buddy Greg Amsinger joins us now on 101 ESPN. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker, great to have you with us. And before we get, Greg, to the news of the day, the, the baseball news of the day, and that's important, but we, we want to wish you good morning, and we want to ask you, because we just gave our top five power rankings, what is Greg Amsinger's all-time number one Christmas song? Wow, that's so hard. There's so many good ones. Um, you know what, Randy, I'm going to answer it this way. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There's just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I just want you for my own, more than you could ever know. Make my wish come true. All I want for Christmas is you. It's Mariah Carey. Greg, unbelievable choice. Awesome. I'm sorry. There's no song close, in my opinion. Silent Night was cool when I was in second grade. But once 1994 came rolling around and Mariah Carey threw that out there in the world, she has owned the holiday for eternity. Uh, Greg, many Cardinals fans are wondering if they're going to get what they want from, for Christmas from John Mozalak. But after his Zoom with the media yesterday, it doesn't seem like the Cardinals are ready to go shopping. Do you think they're going to make any significant moves this offseason? Uh, Michelle, I was hosting MLB tonight yesterday and with these virtual winter meetings, I've been covering them and I'm bringing correspondence from all 30 teams on. And it's kind of like a, in, in the television world, it's a five box. It's, it's my head in one box and then four correspondence. Uh-huh. And yeah, we, we, all these people are so excited, even though it's virtual. The most depressing person I've had on was poor Derek Gould. <laughs> I had I had him on yesterday, and he was so depressed because of this, whatever the Zoom meeting was that John Mozeliak had. Sucked the life out of the guy. I had him on. I'm like, hey, man, let's talk about Francisco Lindor. Is that a possibility in St. Louis? No, that's not what John Mozeliak, he said. They're not even in the stratosphere for that. I'm like, what about Aronado? No, 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 no. I mean, at the end of the day, he basically said the entire focus of the St. Louis Cardinals this winter, based on a meeting they had with John Mosellock, was to re-sign two guys that are almost 40 years old. I don't know if that's the best sign. I don't know if that's a good thing. That Zoom meeting sucked the life out of poor Derek Gould. It kind of did for us, too. And I asked Mo if he could envision a scenario in which we would get to January and there'd be a lot of people on the market. I said, any chance that you guys could just see this market and buy low and get some good players in January. And he said, 2021 is going to be a tough year. And 2022 is probably going to be a tough year as well. I think that we're probably in for the long haul, Greg, in terms of the Cardinals trying to get by with their kids and trying to evaluate and hoping like heck that their young players get better. Based on what I heard from that meeting, and I wasn't on it, but after I did the segment with Derek Gould and three other correspondents, obviously I started reading all about it. And what I came away with, I think Wainwright and Molina are their focuses. Like he said, they want to bring both guys back. 
And what you're going to see is a nickel and dime approach to winning one run games. Um, think, think San Diego Padres back when they had Heath Bell and Mike Adams, the back end of a bullpen that was really good. And Jerry Harrison was playing shortstop and they tried to figure it out. And they were within striking distance of a wild card. And at the end, they went out and got like Miguel Tejada and Derek Lee and it kind of screwed the whole thing up. Like that's kind of the approach this team's going to have. They're not going to score a lot of runs. They're hoping Dylan Carlson becomes a superstar. If it doesn't happen, they're going to tell their pitching staff, try to get by with just maybe three runs a game. So what does that mean? I think if there is a signing, they're going to go sign one of these relievers. So I think Rosenthal comes back to the Cardinals. No, I don't think that happens. But I think they could throw a flyer at a Kirby Yates and see if he re, you know, can reinvent the wheel again after missing all of last year. I don't think they're going to be in the ballpark for Liam Hendricks. But I think they're going to look at the strength of their team, which I think they will uh, evaluate and say, It'll be their bullpen, then they're starting pitching after that, and they're going to try to bolster their bullpen uh, with maybe one or two lower key moves, and they're going to try to win a lot of one-run games. And when the Chicago Cubs are starting to dangle guys like Chris Bryant and they are letting go of Kyle Schwarber's uh, they would love to dump the salary of you, Darvish. John Lester's not going back there. I think they view this division with the Reds doing God knows what, <laughs> what is going on there, uh, as, as winnable, even without bolstering their much-needed beleaguered offense. Greg, you mentioned that the Cardinals' focus might be signing two guys who are almost 40 years old, but Mark Saxon from The Athletic had the report that uh, the Cardinals and Yadier Molina had engaged in talks and that Molina had balked at the ridiculous offer from the Cardinals. What do you think is a realistic offer for Yadier Molina at this stage of the game? I, I think if he wants two years, you got to give him two years. Uh, if Adam Eaton can get a one-year $7 million deal, from the Chicago White Sox. I, I know apples and oranges, whatever. I, Adam Eaton's not running into 20. He's not going to hit for power. He's going to play a decent right field, but he's no longer Jason Hayward out there. Um, his on-base went down below 340 last year. You, you just got to look at the market and who impacts baseball games more. Adam Eaton doesn't come close to impacting a baseball game, therefore a season like Yadier Molina does. And in a day and age, we had this conversation yesterday with former Rockies GM Dan O'Dowd, who's one of our analysts who's with me on the show. You know, the day and age of, of catchers catching more than 120 games are over. It, it just doesn't happen anymore. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, Yadier Molina would love to do that. He'd love to catch 140 games for the next two years. And, you know, when James McCann, God love him. What, wow, he hung in there. When James McCann is, is in the mix for a four-year contract, I know considerably younger, with the New York Mets, the Mets are, are basically using James McCann as a, as a chip against JT Real Muto because no one in the world would think that JT Real Muto would be like in fear of losing that deal with the Mets over Yadier Molina who's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Look, age is all how you treat it. And I am 41 years old. I did not treat my body the way Yadier Molina treated his. <laughs> I, I couldn't squat for 10 minutes when I was 22. So this guy's a different animal. He's aging in an incredible fashion. Most Hall of Famers do, actually, if you go back and look at it. He's been so important to this franchise. 
I get it. There are new rules because of this pandemic, but some of these rules have been broken by other teams. So let's actually examine this and go, this guy's special. We shouldn't uh, make him at the end of this great career, walk away aggravated with the organization. I think anybody that was tied and loved the Cardinals back in the 1990s realized it was sad the way Ozzie Smith's career came to an end. That's not how we wanted it to be. So let's not do that again with a guy that you're going to retire his number someday. Let's make sure it ends the right way. You're not spending a ton of money anyway. He doesn't want more than a two-year term. I know you love the kid that you want to give more opportunities behind the plate, but this is a special guy. He means a lot to the fan base. And in a time when we need to start considering the fans more because they haven't been part of the equation, this is important. Bring Yachty back, give him what he wants. Two years, I think he would take two years for $20 million. Do it. So do that. And, Greg, tell me this. When you look at the way teams have won or been in the World Series over the last five years, Tampa is brilliant. Dodgers have spent a lot of money, both at the major league level and in regards to their system. The Cubs tanked. The Astros tanked. The the Nationals spent a ton of money. We know the Cardinals aren't going to spend a ton of money. Has the Cardinal approach... Has that kind of gone by the wayside in terms of winning World Series now? And would it make sense for the Cardinals to tank for a couple of years? No, it would not make sense. Um, It's a great topic to bring up, Randy. The other day when the Texas Rangers announced that Chris Young is going to be the new general manager of their organization, I thought that was one of the biggest stories of the year in baseball and it needed more attention. Why? The guy did go to Princeton, brilliant guy, know him well, worked for the league office. But he's a former player. Granted, he was a pitcher. He's a former player. Now, look, I'm not saying you know every team needs to go back to Dal Maxville. I'm not saying that. But bringing the human perspective back inside the front office is imperative for the sport. The, the way the game is played right now is not as entertaining as it was back in the day. I don't want to sound like an old fuddy-duddy to all you 18-year-olds driving around in your car right now. Uh, it's the truth. You go to a baseball game. I, I, I watched Game 7, MLB Network air this, Game 7, 1982 World Series. I was three years old at the time. I didn't get a chance to watch every single pitch. Maybe I did. I just don't remember it. <laughs> I watched every single pitch in my house just a couple days ago, and it was riveting baseball. None of these guys walked up looking at, like Yasiel Puig. None of them did. But, man, I couldn't take my eyes off it. The ball was in play. It was a lot of fun. The re- reason I bring this up, I think everything's cyclical, and it's going to go back to a former player calling the shots on personnel. And why does that matter? Former players are competitive. Former players are never going to sit there and be okay losing 110 games. That's not okay. Former players have the chops to say, whoa, 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 to an owner. They have the chops to do that. Okay. All of these young guys that are trying to move their way up and they don't have a baseball reference page. They don't have the chops to do that. And I believe Chris Young being a former player back in that spot is going to lead to Sandy Alderson considering possibly a former Met being in that spot because Stephen Cohen, the owner of the Mets, loves former Mets. He's a fan of the game. The human element needs to come back into this. And the St. Louis Cardinals never lost that. And in no way, shape, or form do I see them doing that again. John Mosellock never played Major League Baseball. Totally get it. But he is a competitive man that surrounded himself with former Major League Baseball players throughout his front office career. And I really believe 
that he's got whatever that magic is. He got it maybe from Red Shane Things, who was one of his consultants for years before he passed. He's got that. He doesn't want the St. Louis Cardinals brand to be covered in 100 lost seasons. That happened in the 90s. It stunk. I don't think it's ever going to happen again. This team will be competitive. And if they're the only one playing by these rules, God love the St. Louis Cardinals for doing it. Greg, last thing before we let you go, we would be remiss if we didn't ask you to comment on Adam Wainwright winning the Clemente Award. He's one of the most impressive people I've ever seen. I knew he was a you know philanthropic genius. I knew. But when I read all the things he's got his hand in, building a school in Haiti, uh, like making sure people in Honduras have clean water, I mean, just to go through this laundry list of stuff. A, how did he focus on his craft? How were you able to do that? Like, I'm sorry, but when my wife points out that we have like a parents association meeting at my daughter's school, I get stressed out because that's like once or twice a month. All right. This guy's got an important job. He's running so many different charities. He's raised so much money. I mean, with a, another organization that had over 150 major league baseball players involved, helped raise $5.8 million to, de, to, to divide up amongst over 90 different charities. So he's now one of these philanthropic minds that thinks his charity idea is the only one that exists. It's the most important thing. He understands there are so many different avenues to help people. He is so impressive. And once again, I just you know, showered Yadier Molina and all these compliments. Don't let this Adam Wainwright career end with a season in Tampa Bay pitching for the Rays. Don't let that happen, St. Louis. Make sure both of these guys are back. Greg Amsinger, you are the very best. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. We love you weighing in on our Christmas song power rankings, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. I can't wait to listen to it. I'm going to pop my earbuds in and listen to Mariah right now. <laughs> You're the man. See you later, Greg. That's our friend. Guys. That's our friend Greg Amzinger, MLB Network on 101 ESPN. Coming up, we've got a quick edition of Take It or Leave It. Get your text into the Air Comfort Service text line 65780. Tioli coming your way on 101 ESPN. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.